Fair. Uh, what was your name again? Uh, Capri. Capri. So I'm going to have to say it like five times before I <laughs> remember it because I'm terrible with names. All right. So um, today's topic, very serious topic, something that probably plagues the news every day or at least once a week you see something about it, uh, bullying. And bullying is a real thing. It's, um, um, it's a sensitive topic and something that I've done myself and been a, a, a victim of. Um, so just to get started, let's figure out who April is first so everybody knows who April is. So go ahead and Hello. Yourself. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I am April Chadwick. Um, I am the mother of a 12-year-old daughter. Um, single mom. Just us. All the time. Great. Which is awesome. <laughs> Some of the time. <laughs> um, and I am also a marketing director for the Mortgage Advantage and also an accountability coach for Revelation. Great. Real estate. Mm -hmm. Which I just found out you did, by the way. Yes. I did not know that you were doing accountability coaching, which is fantastic. I do. So and I love it. We're going to have to chat after this. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I talked to Kristen and she oh, mentioned Oh, yay. And I was like, really? I thought she was in loans. I didn't know she was doing that. No, so I don't really cool. want to touch the loans. Yeah. That's kind of the agreement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always easier that way. Great. Well, how do we find out more about you? Is there a website? Do you have an email? you can share? I, yep, I have an email. My email is going to be my name. Um, I'll say it and then spell it, but it's going to be April B. Chadwick um, at Gmail. So A-P-R-I-L, B as in boy, Chadwick at gmail.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram as Mama Otis. Um, <laughs> How did that come about? Um, well, oh, it I was thought. when Instagram first came out. I didn't know that your username was going to be posted. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what? Are, and Otis is my 160-pound Rottweiler. 160 pounds. He is. That is the largest Rottweiler I may have ever heard in my life. And he <laughs> probably is. What do you feed him, horse? Um, you, know, well, you know, whatever yeah. he wants. I mean, he gets to the point where he just can help himself yeah, pretty he much. Yeah, he does it's, whatever he wants. He, he does. Owns the he's a baby. So he's bigger than both of you guys oh, put together. absolutely. It's, I oh, think it's Lord. pretty comical because we walk every morning, and I'm sure people are like, if that dog wanted to take yeah, off. if he wanted to, he'd <laughs> be out here. So, yeah, so that's, that's, uh, so that's where. Mm -hmm. I don't know if so I've seen one that big. He is. He's a baby. My he's sister baby. has a Rottweiler, and Aww. she's only, I think she's only about 100 pounds. Is she the sweetest thing only, ever? Oh, yeah. 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 She's totally like a like a baby to roll Aww. on her back. And, but, but if you try to come in the house at night, that's a different story. <laughs> I will say, um, just a little backstory, I wanted to be a veterinarian, so I went to pre-vet school and all that stuff, worked for veterinarians and stuff. And I will say, I love dogs, had a lot, but he Rottweilers are the artist to train really just he's trained to let's say no i've been carjacked and i've been shot at so let's just just add it on but um so he's trained to do what right. he's supposed to do but even that's just not even that like just um don't bite everyone right well the training <laughs> is key too yeah. with any of those types of dogs that's usually the reason that issues is there's not proper training and uh, clear signals. Uh, I have a friend that's, that's a, the perfect way to say it, clear signals. He was in SWAT back in Michigan and he had German shepherds that he would talk to them in German and they would, mm -hmm. I mean, it would sit for 30 minutes and not even move. 
yeah. if he wanted it to. Oh, it was wow. amazing how obedient they were, but his training was very precise and very on point. And consistent. And, and they knew exactly what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And it was wild to see it because I've never seen a, an animal behave. And it was huge. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. a massive dog. I don't even know how you would even train something like that. But, yeah. And, and you know, they has the videos of them biting the oh, arms Oh, isn't that terrifying? Stuff. <laughs> 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 Let's not do that. Let's keep it from far. Yeah. Don't give them that. Don't give me that command. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, yep. cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. And now yeah. we know a little bit about April <laughs> and uh, Capri. And we know that you have a, a brother, Rottweiler. Yes. Uh, it's a boy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just assumed it. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, how long have you been in business? Uh, what What is the... You said you wanted to be a vet. And I then did. And then you got into... Um, then I got out of school early because it was a lot of school, college. So I have an agricultural business degree that I do nothing with. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I worked for a semiconductor company right out of college, traveled the world. And then, believe it or not, I've been in the mortgage business since 2000. Wow. Okay, yes. that's a long time. It has been. So you've been up and down and I've and seen it all in between. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. So since 2000, it's an interesting business. It's a people business. Um, but yeah, it's definitely changed. Awesome. You see it a lot. What, what are the passions for your growth and development? What is it that, I mean, being 20 years in, right. I mean, do you just know what you want at this point? Or is there always something to try to strive for that gets I think better and better as you go? Um, to be perfectly honest when you're younger you don't know you just want to make money mm-hmm. I, i'm not gonna lie like it's right. like well, i, I got student. i think we all want to <laughs> yeah. make money yeah. so. but it's like okay i've got student loans i've got this i've got that and so the mortgage business it's something that i'd been around um, my parents are in it i even in college before i would help with their marketing so since i do marketing um it just became something i was how do i put it not my wheelhouse it's just something i'm good at naturally mm-hmm. like the marketing and the building relationships, and actually, it's, it just grows. You never really know. Am I happy? Mm, but is it good work? Mm. And you weigh the pros and cons. And I think as you grow, you learn what your strengths are. Mm-hmm. And my strengths. So as a mortgage company, at one time we had 30, 40 loan officers. So my job was to um, manage the marketing part, um, prospecting, you know, follow up. Because right. with loan officers, same as real estate agents, they basically. I always use the example as, as a real estate agent, you come out of school, it's not like doctors come out of the residency and they go, what are you going to do to get your client, patients? Right. I'm going to start a Facebook page. Cool. Have fun with that. Right. And that's it. Right. And then you need to buy this book. And this, it's just overwhelming. And I've learned that real estate agents and marketing people are both relationship building. And I've learned I'm just good at helping people build their own relationships and listening. And, and I dig being it. Being in the lending industry and then making those people, those 40 or 50 people accountable. Yeah. You were like, wait a minute, I actually am pretty good at this. Right. I should be doing this for more than just these 40, 50 people. Exactly. So when did that transition take place? It, it, and it happened, it happened weirdly. Like, so the market changed. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden we didn't have the loan officers that we had. Right. Um, and then it became once again doing my own thing. And then it would be, I've always, you know, being in the real estate business for, I'm not going to say it's incestuous, but you're in it, it's the same people. You see the same people, mm-hmm. whatever. And you start to learn, like, people come to me for certain things. And I feel that since I am in the lending business, I understand real estate, but I don't, I'm not a realtor. So meaning I'm not going to get into the minutia, let brokers and stuff like that handle that, where I get into how can I help you? What can we do for this business? And being that a lender and everything, I know all the trends, everything like that. So it's a, someone from the outside kind of seeing things that they don't realize mm-hmm. that I can see. Right. And, and with the experience, I mean, mm-hmm. going through 
the recession and stuff. Oh, no. absolutely. And this is very similar. Yeah, we're going through right now. Uh huh. Right this is so similar. Everybody's their nails off, wondering when it's going to hit. But this is so similar to 2005. So similar. We're not going to repeat that. No, 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 no. Well, luckily, the loans are different. Like, there aren't bad loans like there were right, before. Exactly. So we're not going to have. That we're aware of. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll find we out at uh, tomorrow. Like, yeah. sorry, guys. Yeah. I was wrong. Uh, well, <laughs> we won't hold you to it. Um, so let, let's talk to Capri for a second. Sure. Who is Capri? And, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I, I don't honestly know what to say. Um, I'm my april's daughter and honestly i honestly what don't grade know. are you going into? oh yeah i'm going into seventh grade okay so you're 12 I yes believe you said? yes okay. great yeah and and going into seventh yeah going into seven so that's like at a new school elementary stops at sixth is it some schools are different like the one she was previously at their middle school was sixth seventh eighth Oh, okay. Um, but public schools, as we found when she would be going to, are seventh, eighth. That, okay, yeah, that's, that's all the junior high. Okay. So yeah. we went through sixth grade, and then public schools, seventh to eighth was middle, mm -hmm. and then nine through twelve was your was your high school. Yes. So that's actually it. Looks like that mold hasn't changed. That's <laughs> no. Nope. So, uh, but I, I got to tell you, I I can remember my elementary days almost vividly it's it's insane how I I held on to certain memories and it's kind of why we're talking today because I, I heard your story yeah. uh, I saw the story via Facebook initially mm -hmm. but I didn't get a whole lot from it because it was a post and, and and I actually ran into April and I don't even know if we even had a conversation prior to that I right? have we to see each other and we mm -hmm. waved and hey what's up right we or we hear about it and I have to say and I didn't mean to interrupt you but you came up to me and started talking to me, and it meant the world to me because yeah. going through this, and I'm sure we'll go through it, you kind of lose some friends, and you find out who your tribe it is. It gets ugly. It, it really does. does. And, and honestly, I feel like it's a nice cleaning way of getting through some things because if those people aren't willing to battle with you when it gets tough, then they should. They don't deserve a seat at the table. Right? I, they don't I, deserve your friendship if they're just in it for themselves. Oh, I agree. And so many, I think so few things in life are cut and dry. You know, so there's always room for objectivity and things like this. And then, no, something like this is, it's cut and dry. Right. You're not my tribe. And we're good. Yeah. And then we move on. Yeah. And, and it's, it's hard sometimes because you realize there are certain people you thought you knew. And then it's also beneficial because then there are people that step up. Right. And you go, wow, I wasn't expecting that person to come to the table and and support me. So I, when I saw the story, I had to talk to you about it because I was a victim of bullying and some serious bullying. It's very similar to what Capri's went through. <clears throat> I probably had five life-altering bullying moments Jeez, and from wow. various times. So it wasn't all in fifth grade. It wasn't all in high school. I mean, it, it still goes on to today. I get bullied on a different level, right? Because as business professionals, it's kind of a bullying thing. Um, Absolutely. There are people that are bullying adults, do it to adults. So Absolutely. this is a problem everybody has. And I think just having some awareness and talking about the topic, 
you know, I don't know if we're going to change the world, but we can at least change the minds of some people, and maybe there are other people that need to talk for their story. So what I, what I want to, and I know this is going to be hard, but we're going to do our best to talk about it. But let's talk about your story, and then we'll talk about mine. But I want to know more about what, and I don't know if you guys want to tell it together or if, but do you want to tell you tell it? You okay. tell me. And just just for the audience, just so they know that this was a bullying event that took place about a month ago, was it, or maybe a little longer? A little uh, around. It? Let's just say it give or take around a month. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which we were getting ready to be right. out of school. Exactly. Right. So this took place, and this was with multiple assailants. We'll call correct. Them, I don't yeah. know what else to call that. And, and for yeah, because it was because this will the reason why it'll mm-hmm. add into is two and a half weeks before school was out, and okay. the reason why it's important is because later down we'll talk about how she didn't go to school and what happened with that. Okay, so why don't you tell me the story and the best that you can, and mm-hmm. and let's see what what actually took place here, so everybody knows. Yeah, so it, we were going to our sixth period class. And there were two guys in my class that I'm friends with. And the other two girls at the time I was kind of acquaintances with. I wasn't extremely close with them by any means. And I just had my hair in a messy bun that day. And they told me my hair was poofy, the boys. And they were touching my hair. And one of the girls, as far as I knew, she liked him. And... They saw what they were doing, and so I just honestly just went to line for my sixth period class to get ready, and they came behind me, dropped their stuff, and then the first girl pulled my hair. Um, I I didn't I didn't know what what was going on or what to do. And so, in defense, I just put my hand back. Well, but first of all, you yeah. had your hands full with your books. Yeah, I, I never let go so of my books. So they came from behind. They yeah. dropped their things. Right, okay. And mm-hmm. so, in defense, I just put my arm up, and then I went to go defend myself, and they took me to a corner, and I accidentally scratched the girl because I didn't know what to do. And she kept, like, kind of blocking me with her elbows almost as, like, a I don't. I honestly don't know how to describe it. And I, so then I went back and then she, the other girl grabbed me, my hair, my hair again. And she actually pulled me off of campus because they, we have a pickup line where the students can go drive up and it was right by there. So once you get out of those doors, you're by the street and all of that. So she actually dragged me outside, ran back inside, and so I had to quickly go get the door or else I'd be locked out. Um, and then right, right when I came back inside, um, I just went back in line because I didn't know what to do. And she, when it, the first girl who pulled my hair, who I scratched on accident, um, she tapped on my shoulder and I looked, and she kept pointing at her arm. I didn't know what she was doing, and she showed me the scratch and kept saying, like, look what you did. Like, why'd you do that stuff? And then she, while I was looking down, she pulled her hand all the way back, and she slapped me. And at that point, the teacher came out. I told him, and then he s- just told the class to settle down. And So this happened inside? 
Yeah. So when she struck you, you were in class. Uh, I was or in you line were on your way into yeah. class. Yes. They have to and line the teacher up. Teacher witness. This. Well, this is what's funny. They have to line up outside of their classroom. Okay. And so they line up, and basically, there's this is the only part of the school that has a video camera besides the front office. Okay. And the video camera is behind the teacher's head. So imagine all the kids lining up and Capri's in the back. And what she didn't say is the first hair pull pulled her all the way down back. Right. So it's not just a little tug. We're talking about a violent pull. It was a violent pull. Even the police report is like the cops, like even like, oh, my gosh, I I don't understand how she didn't fall or whatever. And then the other girl grabbed her by her hair, pulled her outside, and then she was slapped. And she went up to her teacher and goes, I'm being attacked. And he's like, all right, everybody calm down, get in class, and made everybody get in the class. And that was the end of that it. That was the end of it. And the hardest part was in that class, actually, the one of the girls sits right in front of me. So, and she acted like nothing happened. And they both, like, they, they're disobedient in class. Like, they'll make fun of the teacher, everything. Mm-hmm. So she honestly, the other girl who's all the way in the back of the classroom came up by her friend. So they were both right in front of me. And, like, they didn't, they didn't care. It, they acted like nothing happened. Like so it, they didn't do anything after that no. to, like, provoke or you know, make fun or anything, because that's typically what happens, mm. right? So oh, absolutely. They're like, oh, yeah, well, we just did this. We totally embarrassed her. We right. you know, we physically assaulted her. So they, they I don't let think it they go. had time. So do they, you know these girls, mm-hmm. and I know you're not friends with them, but have you witnessed them doing that to anyone else or anything similar? It doesn't have to be as violent, but. What happened to you two I, days before then? Um, well, we were walking together, and all of a sudden she pushed me into a locker and she walked off just laughing. And I have actually witnessed her. I've never witnessed her actually assaulting someone, but she has said extremely mean things. They both have to other people. Um, A lot of kids I know have been, I've seen a lot of them go crying and I ask them what's wrong and they say because of them. And there was one girl who actually told us that she was slapped in the chest by them. And they just, they're, she said they're just aggressive people. Mm-hmm. And she was even friends with them. And they just, they're just aggressive people. So there was a precursor. Mm-hmm. So this, yeah. And that's very typical. They, bullies, what they do is they, and I'm not a psychologist by any means. <laughs> yeah. but, but what I've noticed. But by bullying, learning. It's, it's little things in the beginning. It's to see how far I can push you. And then I realize you're not going to do anything or nothing gets done necessarily by the adult. So they continue to press until something happens, like what what, what happened with you outside and then trying to come yeah. back in the classroom. Yeah. So okay. I, I'm almost certain that these two individuals probably do this on a daily basis, inside and outside of school. They probably are very misbehaved people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I don't know where that comes from. I'd like to say it, Parenting has a huge role in that, and I know mm-hmm. it's one of the things that people just absolutely lose their minds over is, you know, I'm not a bully. I didn't teach my kid to be a bully. Well, and it, not necessarily are you teaching your kid, but mm-hmm. you're, you're not teaching them how to not be a bully. Yeah. Right? What are you doing to show them how to not be that person? And there's got to be things at home. And I'm not a – my kids are young still. Like, right. I haven't even went through this yet, but I'm sure at some level – as things progress, you know, 15 years from now, how is it going to look? How, are, how is bullying going to look 15 oh, years from now? Absolutely. Right? Who, social media didn't exist when I was bullied. Absolutely. You didn't get blasted and, and people didn't right. cyber bully and, 
And Absolutely. Like, what is it going to be in 15 years? Oh, I know. Like, we, I, I make the joke because, I mean, I'm quite a bit older. But, like, if somebody wanted to spread rumors about someone in high school, you had to go to Kinko's. <laughs> like, you had to go <laughs> like, make flyers and table them up yeah. and put around the school. Yeah, you had to try and to pass the notes without yeah. the teacher catching it. Like, there wasn't, like, this wildfire of things, mm-hmm. you know. And then, and then back to what you had said before, even when Capri was being attacked, she tried to get help, and one of the girls was like, I'm not getting, like, because they're yeah, terrified they're of these two girls. So, oh, so yeah. there were other witnesses oh, yeah. that were victims, possibly, mm-hmm. I, uh-huh. and they were like, we don't want anything to do with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Because they were, one of the girls who I'm friends with, at the beginning of the school year, nobody really knew each other, so they thought that they were just the cool kids because they were misbehaving and mm-hmm. stuff. And so the girl that I actually tried to ask for help was actually friends with them and she kind of knew more about what they were like and she was bullied by them and stuff kind of just verbally but I mean a lot of people that I tell what happened they always ask me well why didn't you why didn't you try to attack back or why didn't you try to hit back and I'm not that kind of person I don't want to hit anybody I don't want to say anything mean I honestly all I just wanted to do was just say please stop and a lot of people say well you should have gone to an adult and I, I did and did. I did say my hair was pulled I'm being slapped please and he didn't do anything about it so honestly technically I kind of did everything right but they just mm-hmm. they said yeah it's a <laughs> there isn't a blueprint yeah. for uh-uh. how a person's going to react you don't know what you're going to do and being violent doesn't make violence go away, right? Yeah. So if you were to be violent as you're being assaulted, nothing is going to come from that, but just make it more aggressive. Yeah. Right. So let's say, for instance, you did strike back. There's two girls there, right, that are probably bigger than you, right? Yeah, I mean, And there, yeah. there's two of them. So you strike one, what happens at that point? So I don't necessarily agree right. with that response going, oh, you should have hit someone. Right. But at the same time, you have to you have to be yourself, and you can't let somebody dictate how you're going to react just because they don't agree with it, right? Yeah. So I think you handled it quite well. I think you were able to avoid a serious altercation, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I'm gonna when I tell you my story, mine went much different. Mm-hmm. Mine was much more aggressive than that. Uh, but I can tell you, I think you did everything right, and I'm happy that you're out of that school. Which, by the way, thank you. I'm happy to put this on blast. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, so, I'm fine with it. You know, you, know, you were talking about the parents, and if I can for a second, you know, how much come out of this? Because I did post on social media, like, you need to know, and we can go over the difference between charter schools and public schools and great hearts and who their board is, all of that kind of stuff. But you talk about parents, and here's the thing. Like, someone had told me right off the bat, press assault charges. Um, because I, right off the bat – we knew that it was videotaped or, or recorded, whatever, mm-hmm. however term you want to use. I'm old. I know. But, I, know. <laughs> I, still, I think I still see price clubs at Costco. <laughs> I'm like, do you get the tape? Did you get the tape? Um, but, you know, so the school is so difficult to hand, to deal with that I pressed charges. Um, so they didn't call me back the day that it happened. The next day, um, it was a really horrible day. But then on Wednesday, I called the police and had them press charges. And the police went and saw the video and what's interesting is the parents never called the police back, not once. So I kept calling, hey, have the charges been filed? Because I wanted a copy of the video. Because they said mm-hmm. once 
once the charges were filed, the the all the stuff would go to the DA, and I could have a copy of it. Well, then I found out uh, the school called me particularly and said, "You're never going to get a copy of this. I'd have to get a subpoena, a big one. They're not going to release it." And so then, is this, that standard practice? Um, Do you know what's interesting they, is it's private. Oh, they knew there was an issue. And a lot of people, as I've been told, if it had been subpoenaed instead of the police right off the bat, this is one thing I would tell you. Go to the police very, very first, even before a lawyer, whatever, because the police requesting that video is law. When a, if you get a lawyer, whatever, there's a lot of times they go, oh, we, we've already erased it already. Mm -hmm. You know, too much time will pass. Yeah, they don't um, necessarily break the law if they don't give it to the lawyer. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, but even then, um, the school is the whole thing. The school wouldn't tell me if if the girls were back. I'm like, can you tell me if they've been punished? We can't do that. We don't, it's not, it's against our rights or whatever. Okay, are they back at school? So I can counsel my daughter what to do. Mm -hmm. And she was terrified because that school doesn't have video cameras everywhere. And here's the thing too, you need to learn charter schools. You think it's great that you're not allowed to um, bring your phones. Like at first I'm like, yeah, you don't want to be disturbed. Well, guess what? You have no rights then because if you have your phone, you can take video. Right. And there, it's a purposeful thing. You should be able to have some way of contacting, if you get in danger or whatever, mm -hmm. to contact someone now is what I feel. And that's why a lot of public schools, when something goes out, you see it on the news immediately. Right. Where with charter schools, you don't. <coughs> Private schools, you don't. They their own rules. Exactly. And the school kept pressure. They would not tell me. They wouldn't even tell me if the, the girls were back. I'm like, how am I supposed to let my daughter go back into the school? She's terrified to go to the bathroom. She's terrified to go to gym. She's terrified to do this. Um, and then a week and a half after, the, the school had emailed me. This is, I don't even think I've told you this. Dear families, we would really like to resolve this please let's meet tomorrow. And I'm like, this is a week and a half after the incident. So I call the police. Hey, have you heard from the parents? They're like, April, we've, we've called them. We've gone to their house. They refuse to talk to us. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, but the school's wanting me. He goes, well, the girls are already back in school. The police could tell me what's going on, not the school. So then I email the school and I go, I spoke with the police, the parents, I told you, I'm not coming in there until the parents respond to the police. But now they told me the girls are back at school. So what is there to resolve? They wanted me to drop charges. They were trying to bring, now they were bullying me, John, mm -hmm. bullying me. I'm a single mom, not that it matters, that they wanted me to go into a room with two sets of parents and their whole board and yeah. want me to drop the charges. Yeah, they were gonna manhandle Absolutely. Know, in a way they were just gonna make you feel insignificant. Absolutely. That I, was their full intention. Absolutely. And in the state of Arizona, any recorded conversation is allowed legal in court. Just so you know. Mm -hmm. So it was advised to me never go into person with them after right. that. I had right. one phone conversation with them because after the incident, they never called to see how she was. They never sent her homework home. Nothing. So so it was... And, it, and no contact from the other parents either. None. Right, because if my kid none. were to bully someone, mm -hmm. I would be calling the other parents and I'd say, look, I'm really sorry. Let me figure out what we can do to, to make this Absolutely. stop. Absolutely. As much as we try to not make our kids be bullies, sometimes right. they are and, and it happens. Right. And if you're not willing to fix it or at least to talk to the other side. I agree. You know, or, that's or, silly. Or that's, have any sort of empathy. So it just shows you that that's most likely why mm -hmm. these children. Well, they can't know, return a police phone call? That's just child's play. They, they yep. know what they're doing. And they probably talked to the school and the school mm -hmm. said, look, if we want this to go away, we got to do it this way. Right. Don't talk to the police. Exactly. That's most likely they were led to. Oh, 
I wouldn't, right. I would not, I would not. And then, you know, you talk about like another thing too, where do they learn it from? And, and, you know, obviously Capri has friends at school that still go to school with the girls and they had their phones on them the whole time. So they were never punished. Right. So it wasn't taken seriously. Yeah. And they, under the they rug did. And, yeah. Right. And so when you look at that and you talk like I'm from the South, it doesn't matter where I'm from, but like I talked like if Capri had done that, I'd be at their door and like, do you need your toilets clean for a year? Do you right. need dog? That's, that's like, what I mean. That's whatever what I'm you at. need. This right. is her life now because she changed someone else's life by her actions. Mm-hmm. And that's, I've never had anything, not one. Mm-mm. So where are we at currently with that? Did we get a resolution? Did we, are we still like, and, and if you can't talk about mm. it, by all means don't. Oh, I, don't I will. want to jeopardize the case or anything, but. Luckily, we're in a place where I can talk about everything I want right now and blast it. Um, The difficult part was getting the video from the police. Um, I had to get media involved, and thank goodness for the media, because as I found out, this is going to go way deep and, well, whatever. But the Board of Great Hearts has a lot of the wealthiest people in Arizona on it, plus a senator. Mm. Interesting. um, This this was known right off the bat uh, from people I know that deal with these people. because I was called, and they said, what's going on? I'm like, how do you know? And he goes, I know. And just saying how difficult it was going to be to deal with them. They're going to sweep it under the rug. I knew right off the bat, because when this happened, I emailed the headmaster. I emailed corporate. I talked to every. I mean, I, that's all I did. I didn't sleep for weeks, and they, no one responded. No one from Great Hearts has called. Not one person from corporate to say, I'm so sorry this happened. Mm-hmm. What can we do? Nothing. Um, they wouldn't tell me once again, like, are the girls back in school? Like, sh- how am I supposed to counsel my daughter how to handle things if she doesn't even know her attackers are there? Mm-hmm. And if the police have no problem filing assault charges whatsoever, obviously it's a clear-cut case. And even if it's not, what if this wasn't under video? Like, here she could have right. been just as assaulted as most, I would say, most kids are, and no one's there to hear yeah, them. Yeah, we didn't have video in our Absolutely. Day. Like, it was just what he said, she said. Right. So I, I think the school understands they had an issue there. Mm-hmm that there's evidence and they probably were just trying to be quiet and see right. if it would go away. Well, their so first I'm glad statement. you didn't allow that to happen because, right. you know, I've heard responses from parents, just tell your kid to suck it up. Yeah. Like sometimes oh, yeah. that's the advice you give as a parent that's and horrible. you go, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. Right. You don't just suck it up, right, or, or, or Deal you with overreact it. it. Right. And, and that was the response I got from my parents. <gasps> wow. Oh, yeah, and you, you had guys. a lot of physical. <gasps> when you hear his, yeah, you had is, a lot of physical, physical, obvious things. They, so yeah. you got a very good asset here in your mom, and she's a fighter, and she's not going to take any crap. And I admire that. And I and I think getting the story out is, is the first step mm-hmm. to exposing this. Right. Right. Like, of Absolutely. course, the media does things and stuff, but right. let's talk about this. Let's not, let's keep it ringing. Absolutely. Let's keep the ears ringing until somebody does something about it. Maybe there needs to be an adjustment in the board right oh. over there. Maybe there needs to be a spotlight on this. Right. You know, now you're out of there now, but yes. you're not going to be the only victim. Right. There's going to be other children in there that are probably going to go through a similar situation. Yeah. And yeah. If, the, if they're go-to is, well, let's sweep it and, and right. not talk to anyone, that, then let's figure out a way to make them talk. That or bully was what the I was, that's what mm-hmm. I was most worried about because, like, when the school let them come back and they only got three days suspension, I was most worried because I know that they did have problems with other kids. Um, but my most worry was that they're going to attack more kids, and some of the kids probably 
aren't going to speak up to their parents, so it's not going to mm-hmm. ever stop. They're even suppress it. Yeah, even today, I actually got like a text from one of the girls, and even the day after the incident, they were texting me like, "Why did you report me? Why'd you do that?" And they were really upset, and I, w- I'm still getting stuff from them. Well, that's not. Somewhat. She was yeah. cyberbullied right immediately after, and I blocked everything. Mm-hmm. And then one girl's on Snapchat that I didn't know of. But, okay. yeah. But the school, like, going back to, like you said, awareness. Like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, like, they not only they did they change their statement to the press twice, and that's what got the press involved. Because mm-hmm. the first thing was, like, look at our policies and procedures. And it says to go to an adult. What did my daughter okay. do? Exactly. On video. Right. Went to an adult. And I think for parents, like, for this, my big thing is to know the difference between charter schools and public, that actually you think charters are better, but public's got way more. And here's the thing, too. Sorry to backtrack. My sister-in-law's dad is a District 9 federal judge, so I'm kind of dealing with the legality Mm -hmm. and knowing. Charter schools still receive federal and state funding, so don't let them bully you that they're independent because they're not. Okay, so they're still getting paid. Right. But even for me, I went to the Board of Education. Nothing they can do. Went to the Board of Charters. They said, there's nothing we can do. Like, you're not going to, unless you use social media, unless you use friends. you got to blast it. You have to, and you're going to get a lot of backlash. People are gonna be like, oh, I don't believe you. I don't do this. And you know what? It's fine. But you have to be the biggest advocate for your kid because, mm-hmm. like you were, she was just talking about, like now in the state of Arizona, if you retaliate, you get suspended as well. Yeah. There's right. no win. There's yeah, no winning. And that was, uh, that was actually the policy in my school as well. When I went to school 20 years ago, that was how it was. That's was crazy. At, it was, yeah, it was crazy. It was like, if you struck back. They tell you to fight back, but yeah, like if you do, you get, suspended, yeah. you get suspended too. And it's, even there's no win. when the mm-hmm. officer Cohen, I'll say him because he was lovely, the Chandler Police Department, he was so nice. And then he kept saying, he goes, you know, times are different. If she would have fought back, she would have been suspended. This could go on her school record, so you mm-hmm. couldn't get accepted to other schools. So, so. If your kid gets bullied, you're supposed to sit there and take it, but the school doesn't do anything about it. So you're just supposed to be a punching bag your whole life right. and let it get worse. As you said, they start with little things. Oh, I'm going to push you into a locker. I'm going to pull your hair. I'm going to do this. I'm going to oh, it's going to get worse until someone does something. And so it's one of those things that um, it's, it's going to be a circle. Mm-hmm. There's no winning, and especially you went through it. Yeah, I did. And, and honestly, it's, it's, I went through good and bad with it. Um, <clears throat> which is hard to think that there's a good thing that can come from this, mm-hmm. right? And, and to try to tell a 12-year-old that, don't worry, in you know, 20 years from now, you're going to use this as ammunition and you're going to create something great. You can't see that far. Mm-hmm. And as, you know, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about what happened to me, just so you guys can kind of understand. So growing up, I didn't have the best childhood I love my parents still, you know, and I've forgiven them for things and parents are parents and they did the best they could or the best they knew. And I truly, it took me probably 15 years to say that and a lot of counseling. Uh, yeah. You know, my dad passed last year. It was a very oh, tough thing sorry. for me. Thank you. But my mom's still around and it, I was able to kind of bring that back and just kind of, you know, we, we hashed it out and everything. But, but growing up, I mean, we didn't have Christmas, you know, we didn't get presents. There were times where we didn't have food. The church would bring food over for us. Um, my parents were alcoholics and that's where, that was the primary. And it was a disease and, mm-hmm. I, and now I understand that it's 
Right. You know, even if Sorry. looking at it, you go, wow, how do you, how do you take food from the kid? And, right. And, but, but we always had something. I remember specifically taco shells and mayonnaise and sugar. <laughs> uh, uh, we would eat those because really? it, was, it was high carbs and it would fill you up. Yep. It's the weird, and it was the only three things, things that were had. in the fridge, right? Uh, we ate a lot of ramen soup and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I don't want to say my parents were violent to each other, extremely physically violent. Mm. Chokeouts. Uh, my mom hit my dad with a frying pan once, <gasps> like an iron pan, like a oh legit pan. Uh, my dad's choked me out several times oh when I, because I went out, I was the oldest. So, so I tried you're going to gonna interfere. My, you oh, know, yeah. I was your age, actually. Oh, I was really? about 12 when I first started fighting back. And I was like, I'm not going to put up. I'd watch him smack my mom in the face and and she'd bleed and cry. And I'd be like, no, that isn't going to happen. So he would kick my butt, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm 12. What am I going to do? Right. And I remember he choked me out. It scared the crap out of me because that's never happened to me. This I'm is sure. why, <laughs> I, I was, yeah. This is why when I was a young teenager, I think I was seventh grade, uh, and I could go on tons of, we didn't have running plumbing, we didn't have air conditioning, we lived in a single white trailer. Where were you in the Midwest, years. right? Yeah, we were in Michigan. Okay. Um, you know, we had mosquitoes, there were no screens on the windows, it was, we didn't have running toilets, we were dumping buckets outside for years that we used as our plumbing, it was the ex- most embarrassing thing, I couldn't have friends over. Oh, I, my gosh. I had no. mushrooms growing up from the ground in the carpet. There were holes what? in the floor. The bathtub was falling through. We couldn't even use the bathtub. My mom had the only air conditioner in her room, and she put all the fans in there. So That's lovely. I'm That's... telling you, this I couldn't make this up. I actually started writing a book, and I had to stop because it, it was just bringing back all this <clears throat> stuff that I suppressed. Wow. And, you know, I'm probably going to get blasted for sharing this because I've never done this publicly shared anything oh, and my story goes on and there's layers of this that right. I've forgotten I've until you stop start talking and about it I started writing and then I'm like oh wow I forgot this or I mm-hmm. forgot that so I did you know as a young kid 12 13 who was I going to go to when I got bullied I couldn't go to my parents they were bullying each other they were beating each other up they're not going to give me any advice right so I went to school I was the dork I was the dorky kid I had the old hand-me-downs I smelled like smoke and Oh, You know, I got picked on. They'd flick my ears. I used to get shot in the, the face with rubber bands and my <gasps> eyes. It was it was an intense thing. But this is why your story rings a bell to me because that's how it started. It started mm-hmm. with the flicking of the ears, right? And then it started right. with the head slaps. Mm-hmm. And then it went into um, shooting me in the eye with a rubber band when we were looking through video. Because we used to have a class video ed. Mm-hmm. where you would learn how to shoot video and they would wait until I go to put my eye in and they'd smack me with a, with a rubber band. That's it. horrible. Yeah, it was wild. <clears throat> but it, it progressively got worse until one day there was a showdown. I call it the showdown because he had all of his people. There were at least 20 of them that we met in this common area. There was a library and there was where the middle school met the high school and this was the common area. Oh. So we would pass each. And they were a grade ahead of me. So they mm. were in ninth grade and I was in eighth grade. So we went through this transition every day at the same time. And they, they plotted this attack. And they did exactly what they wanted to do. They cornered me and said some hurtful things. I didn't respond. I didn't have anybody there with me. And he started punching me in the face. Why? Just, he just, that was his thing. Horrible. His name was Eric Shark. I'll never forget what he looks like. I. What a name. A a redeeming story to this. You guys will love. 
But he, he punched me three or four times. I never hit back. I stood there and took every one of them. And he broke my nose. I had a black eye. I was bleeding everywhere. And one of my friends saw it happen. And I didn't have very many friends, but the elementary friends mm-hmm. I grew up with, some of them came with me to this middle school. And he came over and he stopped it. And he stopped hitting me and then I went back to class. Now I'm bawling, right? Because right. I'm just emotionally blown out at this point. Never been punched in the face. And you're going and through I shock. I went right back to class. The teacher never asked me a single question. I had blood on my face. Kids were laughing at me. It was crazy. And I thought, why would nobody? Uh, kid never got suspended. And then I went home and I told my parents about it. And they were like, well, why didn't you hit him back? And I was like, because I don't want to fight the kid, and plus I don't want to get, you know, expelled or, or suspended because that was the policy. And, and frankly, I didn't know how to react, which is you don't know what you're going to do when that happens right. the first time. Absolutely. Right? Hindsight, yeah. You just, you yeah, just go, different. oh, wow, I wasn't expecting, like when they started pulling your hair and you threw your hands up, that was, that was your response. Like that's mm-hmm. all you knew at the time. Right. So... It was a very traumatic thing. I mean, it changed, my life changed from there. My high school was, was the absolute worst experience. Even that, after that, well. Oh, man, it got worse after that because I didn't defend myself. So right. now I'm a vic, now I'm an easy target. Right, so right, I you become that guy. I oh, actually wow. um, moved in with my aunt and got away from my parents for a while and transferred schools because my brother got hit by a drunk driver when he was 13. Oh my goodness. And because of that, we were able to move to another city uh-huh. and we had to make some adjustments, uh, which is a whole other layer of that. But I was able to get a fresh start. And this is how I feel you're getting this fresh start because yeah. nobody needs to know, right? Well, they need to know what happened, but no, you're not going to be judged coming into a new environment. And I'll tell you, I was the least right. popular kid. I was the biggest dork. And I'll show you some pictures one day. I was a total. I had the bowl cut. And like, <laughs> it was hilarious. I went to the school in 11th grade. I transferred. I went from that 11th to 12th grade. I decided this is my start over with no support. I ended up being. What amazing team. mindset. I was just, it was crazy because this, it triggered me. And it took a couple of years after the event yeah. and more and more. And I was like, you know what? I just, nobody's going to help me. Mm-hmm. The people that are supposed to help me aren't going to help me. So I have to. Thankfully, you have your mom, but there are people that should have helped you that didn't step up when they should have. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to get through it. I went in and and totally changed my mindset, and I met a friend. He is my best friend in the world. Uh, To this day? Wow. When did I meet him? 22 years ago, I think. And he saw me as this dork kid, right? And he was like, you know what? I'm going to – and he was the most pop – all the – all the girls loved him. All the dudes wanted to be him. He was the athlete. He was the jock. He was good looking. And he, I remember he offered me a ride home that day. Wow. And I, I was like, Dad, I'll, I'll ride the bus. He goes, you don't ride the bus anymore. You ride with me. And from that, oh. that man changed wow. the way that my life went from there. Now, I had the mindset, but I still needed right. someone to steer me. Right. I ended up being the team captain for football. Never played it in my life. Wow. I was team captain for basketball. I was prom king. I was homecoming oh my king. Goodness. I won the hearts of everybody in there. Right. All because I was given a second chance. That's right? amazing. So Within one year, you did all of that. About two years. Yeah. Yep. And this is 
Same scenario. Right. You get to go in. You get to be a whole new you, and, and the and the you is you is fine, but you get to you get to build yourself. You're still in a in a spot where you're learning who you are, you know, on a personal level. Like, and going through this is tough, but it will make you tougher, and it will change you, and it'll make you better. I, I assure you, there's no way it doesn't. Now, it doesn't mean I like what's happened to me or you. I don't think it's acceptable. No, but yeah. <clears throat> but in life, you've got to take what you're given, and you've got to make lemons, or lemonade out of lemons, lemons right? Yeah. Like that's the phrase, yep. I guess. What's your friend's name? <clears throat> Tony Ryapel. He's actually in the hospital right now with his baby. Oh, okay. I'll throw a prayer out for him. Oh. Um, he had to have a major surgery there at U of M right now. Oh, geez. So he's but, still in Michigan. Yep. Okay. Yep. And and bless his heart, he was. I was best man at his wedding. He was oh. best man at my wedding. And, He's a great guy. So I was really happy to that that happened to me, and I, I feel that that will happen with you, and there will be things that are going to change now. But I'll tell you a redeeming story. About 10 years after I graduated, I went to uh, a restaurant with one of my other friends, and because this memory was so engraved in my mind, I could pick this guy out of a field. He was in the establishment playing pool. So I went and got some quarters, and it's been ten years. Now, can I ask? Can I ask you a question first? Now, when you're in high school, are you in the shape you are now? I was. Uh, I graduated 150 pounds. Oh so when my I got beat gosh! Up, I was about 120. Oh my gosh! So 10 pounds yeah. more than you. Yeah, I, I probably I looked exactly like you. I was the skinny beanpole of a wow. kid. I ate once a day, and that was the free lunch. Well, so is had, what yeah. I Because back then you had free lunch. There were these yeah. tickets that you would use to get wow. lunch. But yeah, I mean that was an easy vic. That was an easy target. But yeah, so here we are. Now I'm 220 pounds. I've been lifting weights for 10 solid years, right? I never missed a day in the gym. I was jacked, man. I was ready, and I'm like, that guy. Are you kidding me? That guy? Yeah, look what so you I were handed. Put some quarters on the table. Now here's what I want to explain to you that I think is important about this story. Here the rules are reversed. Now I'm a hundred pounds bigger than him. Easily could take him. To, I could easily take him. I had no doubts in my mind that I could do what he did to me. I could get it back. Mm -hmm. I made a decision that day that I was not going to do that. Right? I set a roll of quarters down to play the next game. We shot a game of pool. I waited. He had no idea. Who you he were. had no idea. Now I had two buddies. He had no friends with. I played him one-on-one. -on -one. I won both games. He was like, you know what? I'm done. I said, you don't know who I am, do you? He was like, no. I've, I've never seen you in my life. I said, oh, man, what's your name? And he goes, Eric. And I said, is it Eric Shark? He goes, yeah, how'd you know that? I was like, you remember the kid in seventh grade that you beat up in front of everybody and made him look like a fool? He was like, I've never hit anyone in my life. That's what he told me. I've never hit. And I go, think a little bit harder. Yeah. He was like, oh, my God. I am so sorry about that. So here's a lesson. Where do you go from there? Mm -hmm. Now I've got him. I'm like, this is it. I said, you know what, man? I'm going to tell you something. You changed my life. And I'm going to shake your hand right now and tell you that I'm not going to come back after you. And I'm going to thank you for wow, doing that because you gave me something that I don't know if my life would be the same as it is right now without it. It was a fire. Mm -hmm. it, it, it released something in me that I don't know if I ever could have got there, April. Honestly, it was amazing. And we shook hands. We laughed. He
he apologized. He was like, man, I'm, I'm really, you know, and I felt right. he was genuine about it. So these girls will grow up and they Hopefully. will, let's hope, yeah. but they will get in a position where <laughs> right. years will pass, things will change, and they probably will regret what they did, right? And then, you know, you will have a decision if you run across them again of how you're going to handle it. But beating someone up just because you can do it or because that's what everybody thinks you should do is not the answer. And I'm living proof to tell you that that went about as well as it possibly could have. Absolutely. And, and I've never thought about that twice. I thought it was the best decision I ever made. Absolutely. And, and here I am, you know, building businesses and, and stuff where I'm using that same fire. I'm, I'm getting bullied now by people in the industry that told me I couldn't do what I'm doing and I'm doing it, right? And it's fantastic, but it's, it never goes away. Right. So how you respond will dictate what happens to your life. You go around beating kids up because they're beating you up, you will always beat people up. You will never get anywhere with that, and right? Look, You're going to well, end up in prison or... Or look how much you bully. You don't remember who you bully. Don't even know. I've never hit anybody. Uh, and I don't know if he was saying that because I was kind of but you know, you intimidating at the time. Think but. Though, right. But then as they start to think about, oh, I, and then you start to think of how many people, they do it all the time. Yeah, they do it all the time. So they don't even think about it. But your response, right. you can control you, and you're the only one that can do that. And And I think your response was fantastic, and I admire that, and I think that that takes a lot of courage to bring your story and to also to respond and not become a bully yourself because that's never good. That's never the solution. Right. So I think you did great. Um, is there anything that you want to talk about? I, I know this is still fresh, mm -hmm. so I don't know if there's a negative positive. We talked about the negative kind of right. where we are now, but is there a positive yet that's come from this that I, you've noticed? Uh, as far as the school, I would say no. Okay. Um, I would say as Capri and I found out that this kind of going back, I want to go back a little bit with you, but like mm -hmm. even the things that you were given, you were given extra tools for your toolbox. Right. You really were to get out of that life and to move on. And, and it's amazing from what your parents did that you didn't follow it their the, cycle of abuse. It was my biggest fear when Could we you? had our first child. I was like, oh my God, I, there's no way I can raise a kid. And my wife will right. tell you. Oh, I bet I you was, went the opposite. I could not sleep. I thought I was good. And then I had a boy. Second yep. time, I, I prayed for a girl because I did so good with the girl. I'm like, no, no. give me another girl. And I had a boy, and I'm like, how am I going to raise a boy? To show you what a great dad you're going to well, be, and you're going to be different. You got different tools in your your box, and you were right. given those. You don't realize what they're for, right. but you got them. And same with her, and I feel that we, it's awareness. Like you said, we do hear bullying. You hear it on the TV. You hear it on social media, but it is not being handled. It's not. It is, it's, it's, it, it, you think it's, it's being handled. It's a news article, it's and then it goes away. One out of millions. Right. Like, well, I mean, why are so many teenagers committing suicide? It's oh, I wonder. And one thing I will say I've learned about is that we know that we need to bring awareness. Like, first of all, like our big thing is when you go to a school, ask your school what their resolutions are to bullying, not their policies and procedures. Excuse my language. It's a bunch of BS. Mm -hmm. It's, oh, well, if there is a, an incident, we will look in. It's nothing. It's just jargon. What is the resolution? Where a lot of schools will say, they have a graph immediately. This happens, this happens. Yep. Done and done and done. Not to not there tell the parents. There should be a, a policy that's Absolutely. voted on by the public. Right? Or the right. people that are paying for charter. Right. Why aren't we all sitting in a room and going, let's design... Right. Or let's elect, let's elect the members ourselves from our peers. Right. So that we get Absolutely. a fair shot at 
putting together a, a way that things need to be responded. Everybody, right. In right, the, instead of just grabbing people that are the yeah. richest and throwing them in the seed and going, well, yeah, whatever. But we don't they, want this to be known. Yeah. And I mean, and, and, and that's just it too, because plus, like, we all need to get out of this. Okay, here's one thing that every single human does. It's not going to happen to me. Right. Get out of that. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen to you. And when it happens to you, you're going to sit there and start scrambling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the other thing that I think is very, 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 very important that I think schools should do is you should be able to ask your school or schools should announce there was a there was a bullying incident yesterday. There was a bullying right. incident on Tuesday. You know why? Perfect example. Your friend Tony, was that his name? Mm-hmm. So more kids can be taught what to do if they right. see bullying. What to look for. How do yeah, I this help? is going to make me cry. But like, or... In poor Capri's case, to go to an adult, even though it didn't work, okay, mm-hmm. get your phones out. You can't have your phones. Or how to counsel. We should be able to counsel. Hey, there was another bullying incident. Do you know this hallway? Here's what you do. Here's an escape mm-hmm. route. Or call this. And we're not, here's the thing we're not doing. We're not counseling our kids on what to do. We mm-hmm. see it, bully, bully, bully. But we're not telling them what to do when it happens. Mm-hmm. And we're hiding it. Because no one, oh, oh, we don't do that. It's no one's fault. It's human well, nobody nature. Nobody wants to take accountability or action yeah. because it's they don't want to be wrong and they don't right. want to, to have someone come after right. them, right? So what happens in this scenario is you right. talk about it. You've had right. some flack, right? And you've right. lost friends and oh, people aren't willing to go through that until it's their own kid. Oh, absolutely. Right now it's right. all oh, I'm fired up. So that's where the awareness comes in. Right. Let's get people, like you said, you think it isn't going to happen to you, but mm-hmm. it, it could happen to you. And that's the mindset we have to instill. Right. And, and then go, okay, let's prevent this now. Right. right? My kids aren't even in school yet, so my right. kids are young. But I'm going, hey, there's something that I can do, mm-hmm. right? I, and I'm one person, but right. I'm willing to step up. Right. I don't care. I'll take a seat at a board, you know. Absolutely. I, I, I will volunteer my time and money right. to, to make things right. And I think if we get more people like that, then things start to change. And, and any real movement, if right. you think about anything in the past, it takes a long time before something really gets moving. Right. You know, with, with people's rights, human mm-hmm. rights, with slavery, all Absolutely that Absolutely all of it. But it always takes. It does. It, that, there's somebody that is just so inspirational that has a drive that does not care right. what the end result is as That's long true. as they're, they get through it. They keep carrying the torch. Yeah. I think like Martin Luther King is one of the first names that comes Absolutely. to my head when I think about Mm-hmm. Yeah. That man was scrutinized beyond belief and just kept going. His whole day, his know, whole life. And just it kept ended up consuming. It ended up consuming his life. Absolutely. Right? And, and ultimately, he paid the, mm-hmm. the ultimate price for that. But look what he got from it. Absolutely. And, and I think that's so important. It's inspiring to see people like April. And, and that's why when I saw you that day, I'm like, we have to talk about this and we have to do whatever we can. So if there's ever anything we can do, if we can host events, right. you know, yeah. if you want to do awareness events, if you guys want to have like, yeah. little parties Definitely. or, you know, I'm happy I to sponsor. I'm sh- I mean, oh, we're in we'll a help wonderful too, yeah. office here that there's plenty of people. Oh, Chuck and Angela. Kids. Yeah. Chuck and Angela have been so great, amazing through this. Yeah. And they're so, just amazing. They're amazing people. So, right you know, I don't know where their secret sauce is. I know. If I ever find them, I'm going to eat it all. I know. Can you save a little? Yeah, just, <laughs> Share some. A little bit. There, uh, there yeah. are honestly no, no, I've only seen few schools that actually take bullying seriously and have true. like actual pictures or kind of posters and things that say no bullying otherwise i have heard people say that bullying's not a real thing anymore it only oh, happened it, it didn't couldn't be more real 
Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, not, it's not a thing anymore. It only happened back then when actually, no, it's, it still goes on now. And the YouTube, I've seen the YouTube videos and the horrible things that actually go on. And there are so many people who actually, people who don't take it seriously mm-hmm. and think it's just some joke until one day it actually does happen to them. And they're the ones who are actually going back for help to try and say, well, no, it actually is. Listen, mm-hmm. like, because there are not many people who actually think it's a big deal. And it's right. it's really hurtful when you try and explain your story and they just, they don't take it seriously or they don't care or they they ignore what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Which is a great point. I think there are a lot of kids that are too afraid. Like your situation, you know, you tried to tell your parents. Are parents too busy? Are they yeah. going to blame them? So all these kids are committing suicide because they're like, who do I care? I went to yeah. an adult. And they suppress it and they keep mm-hmm. going with it and then eventually... If right. I, even if it happened and I had somebody I could just have agree with me, right? Like, this right. is not right. Right. That could change a person completely. And that could stop a lot of this Absolutely. suicide. I mean, the social media bullying and the internet is something we never dealt with no. as kids. And no, I, it doesn't that's stop. A whole other, so anybody who's saying bullying isn't real, it's right. 10 times more than it, it's absolutely. ever been in my experience. Because we could get away from it at least... You know, back when we were kids, if somebody was going to bully me, you know, then you, I mean, which I went, I grew up in the South, so mm-hmm. I, I've dealt with my friends. <laughs> I, I, think, I always joke around, like, last fight I got into was right before 18. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just leave it there. Like, I had to be an adult at some point. But um, but the thing is, is that um, what I kind of lost my train of thought of it, what I was going to say is, only that, that people need to realize it's kind of a grooming thing. They'll do a little bit, like you said. It'll be a little push here, mm-hmm. a little absolutely. And the next time's going to be this, and the next time's going to be this, and the next time. And then the kids are so accustomed; you become groomed, you know, that you become groomed that um, oh, they're just. I don't, and I don't want to say anything because then what's going to happen? Like with Capri, if I say anything, then they're going to blast me on social media. Yeah. And they're going to go then, and make up rumors right. about me. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Like, if somebody wanted to beat me up after school, you need to come to my house. Right. Come to my house. Yeah, let's handle this. Yeah, <laughs> and you can't. And so, but now with social media, that's what they're doing. They're coming inside your house yeah. and attacking you all night, all day, all Key, way. Keyboard warriors. It is. <laughs> keyboard warriors. I love them because they, it they is. have no spine. Right. And, and Rather than coming to my house and talking about you're it. You're 12 years old. You're going to go through some life-changing events, good and bad. Uh, you're about to be a teenager. I remember being a teenager myself. There were so many challenges. So just just know you did the right thing here. If you ever need anything from anybody, all you got to do is reach out. You've got an arsenal of people here that got your back. So if there's ever an issue, you know, I've seen some inspiring things. Like the I don't know if you guys have seen that motorcycle gang that goes around for kids that get bullied mm-hmm. and they show up at school. I have. That is kind of my vision at one point. Can we do something Absolutely. where we get 900 real estate agents to right. walk into a school and go, this stops right. now. A bully brigade. Don't, don't make us come back here. Right. Right. Like right. we will expose you. And, and, and I mean, I don't mean the child. I mean the staff. The school. Yeah. And the, the people, that the people are who don't it. really care. You show up with it. Even I with agree. 200 people, if we walked over there right now, I we agree. could change that. Because what are the kids' options? And I hate to go over this again, but okay, you have no rights. Like, once again, you can't fight back. Not that even would. Right. But even if she's, 
in Kramaga, which we're getting in now into martial arts because that's what she wants I love to it. do. She I'm wants in to do. Arts too. She wants to do jujitsu, and I'm like, <laughs> I all right. I love jujitsu. See, Capri. She's like, well, this I don't is know. awesome. Yes. I did not know that. I'm excited about this. So, but even then, I'm like, that's going to be ways where you're self. But so the kids are told not to not to defend themselves. The school's not going to tell you if the, the other kids were punished. They're not going to tell you if it's school. So you have nothing. You're sitting there like yeah. a duck. Like what? Whatever you choose is wrong. Right. Uh, right. There's yeah. no right answer to, to have it. a people stand up behind you. Like you're talking about the bikers or real to have a group of people go, no, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. It, there is something has and to be I'm started. I'm hoping we can do something like I that. Think, I, I think, think that'd be great. I, I agree. I even told her I want to start like a charity or a fundraiser or something where or a march that if you are bullied or the parents who have gone through it, that kids have committed suicide mm-hmm. or even the kids who have tried or they have gone through very rough experiences. I, I want to make it aware to kids who don't or people who don't understand and don't believe that it's a true thing mm-hmm. or that it fantastic. really happens. I think that's a great idea. And for bullies. Yeah. Because hey, you're hurting. Yeah. Bullies are hurting. Yeah, you hate to do it, and you, it's really hard to dig deep and find the empathy for them. But forgiveness is yeah. a very tough thing, and it takes a lot of <laughs> you years know. and experience to figure it out. I can tell you, the martial arts thing though will change your perception on even those situations mm-hmm. because it, it's a, it's yes, it teaches you how to fight and defend, but the biggest thing it does is it teaches you how to respond. Yeah. So I'll tell you, I went into martial arts. I took it in college. I took judo. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I took uh, uh, two and a half years of Hakuru Jiu-Jitsu, which is a stand-up Jiu-Jitsu. It's a lot of striking. Mm-hmm. And I also took Kempo oh, wow. for three years in Scottsdale. Mr. Yeah. Uh, sensei Queen was my sensei. Wow. Um, but I'm telling you, it teaches you something that's just a – it's confidence. It right. teaches you a confidence to where it doesn't matter – I don't know if you know who Bruce Lee is. Yes, yes. But Bruce Lee was probably one of the best examples of a martial artist mm-hmm. because he, it wasn't that he knew he could beat everyone up. He just handled things different. It didn't matter to fight. Right. Right. Fighting wasn't the answer. It was a. It's control. It was an end result. Like yeah. it was a, it was, yeah. if I can do nothing else, then I'm going to strike. Right. Right. But can I, I was a bouncer in a bar for nine years. I bounced in a bar. I beat what? up adult bullies for a living. What? But I didn't. I never but it wasn't struck, personal. But I never struck them. What I did is it was defensive. Mm. Now I that, find that takes ways a to, lot. You know, I'm telling you, it, the martial arts changed my mindset, and I realized that these people are struggling with something, mm-hmm. and my responsibility as a as a an adult at that time I'm an adult. You don't just yeah, yeah. beat people up. No. But. My responsibility was to take care of the situation and, and get them out, and I could usually do it with words, and sometimes I would have to defensively do mm-hmm. things, but I'd never hurt anyone. And I, I think that that's very important growing up, that you learn this young, because that stuff's exciting, man. You get to tour around and go to tournaments and get your belts. I, that's so, I'm so glad you shared that, because yeah. it actually gets me well, I'll excited. get some info on that from yeah, me, because so you'll know where I'm to go. I'm so happy you're doing that. Where are you taking it at? We don't well, know yet. we don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do Krav Maga or Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. So you like the Jiu-Jitsu? You like, yeah. uh, like MMA fighting mm-hmm. and stuff? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> said immediately, she's like, yes. Yeah, she didn't even let me yes. finish the sentence. She's going to be an MMA fighter. She'll be the youngest one. Uh, but that's great. I'm really happy. And that will be a great outlet for you, and it will help build some confidence and just know that you don't have to fight people. 
Right. right? You're doing this as a defensive yeah. thing, but it will teach you a mental game that comes from, I mean, martial arts, that's what it's intended for, is right. more of a mental control of everything and your and awareness, knowing awareness. your surroundings. Maybe next time this girl comes up to pull your hair, you already sense that she was behind you or you've seen the warning signs, stuff like that. So I hope that doesn't happen again, uh, but I'm glad that you're doing things that are going to build your confidence because that's all it is. And at the end of the day, we're all human, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We're not all perfect. Just some of us are not as nice of humans as right. they should be. Right. right. So and we maybe one day they change and let's pray let's for them. hope so. That's the thing. Right. You know, my wife is so good with that because I, when I don't like someone, <laughs> she goes, you know what you have to do? You have to pray for them. I'm like, no. <laughs> so many things I could pray for. Not, not today. Yes, so, I mean, but, but she's is. like way past my does. level of thinking and she keeps me in line because I struggle with certain mm-hmm. things still where I catch myself mm-hmm. and go, oh, that's, I probably shouldn't yeah. react this right. way. So, awesome. I, I thank you guys for sharing thank your story. Thank you for bringing uh, us in. Yeah. I'd like to finish with a couple of fun little speed round thing here, which I did not tell you what it was going to be, but they're fun. Uh, My first question is, what's your favorite theme park? Favorite theme park? Mm, That's that's really hard. Um, I'd either have to say the um, State Fair in Texas. Really? A State Fair? Oh, the State Fair in Texas is amazing. Yeah, it's really fun. Or I usually... This isn't really a state fair, but I like going to Wisconsin and stuff because they have all the water parks. Yeah. And Ooh, it's Wisconsin kind of like Dallas. I like to go every day just to a different water park. Oh, is that where you guys or, are from? No, I'm no. from Texas. You're from the south. That's right. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, no, Sorry, I should have known. I'm from Scottsdale. I'm not from anywhere else. I'm from Scottsdale. You're born and raised here, yes. so you might be the only person in the world. I know. She's like, amusement park, there aren't any here. Yeah. Have you heard of Cedar Point? I have, but I've never been. It's in Ohio, Sandusky. That's where we went. Cedar Point was the bomb. Is it? all the rides. Really? Like Six Flags. Yeah. Only like way better. But way better. (laughs) I think there's only one in the entire country. I was going to say I've never heard of it. Yeah, so it's amazing. What's your favorite book? Um, Well, there's a series that I'm reading right now. Uh, There's three of them, actually. Um, It's To All the Boys I Have Loved Before. Then I, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, John? No, I'm not in my library. Um, and right now, I'm reading the sequel, which is "P.S. I Still Love You." Oh. So yeah. So it's, it's a whole series. Yes. So the favorite book is the whole series. Yeah. Yes. You so, like Harry Potter. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say that. That's I like my wife. I like She's Harry Potter. Like diehard Harry Potter. Oh, is she? So is my sister. What's yours? My favorite book, uh, I read, I go into more like biographies, so I don't, I don't, oh, okay. yeah, I don't, I am, um, but I will read, I read, I've read the Harry Potter stuff. She's really into it. My sister-in-law is really into it. So I don't read a lot of books. I, um, the books that I like to read are political usually. Yeah. So see, I like, like to figure out like, yeah. who people are. Right. Uh, what about your TV show? What's the favorite TV show right now? And it could be Netflix and chill show mm-hmm. too. Netflix. I, I honestly don't know. I have like so many TV shows that I just stick with. And I, I, cause I, I, I watch, Morty. I watch uh, Rick and Morty. So you're going through, you're like, <laughs> she so likes what Rick she and means by stick with is binging, <laughs> watching all of these shows. Yeah. yeah there's <laughs> my top three are probably Rick and Morty on my block in Riverdale. Yeah. Okay. Those are my top okay. three, but probably Rick and Morty is the 
Um, <laughs> once again, I don't have like shows. I mean, I love documentaries. She it drives everybody nuts. Documentaries, but if you watch the last one I watched was the Chernobyl one, which was amazing. I'm trying to watch that. Um, I tried to look it up last night. I couldn't find it. It's terrifying. It's terrifying that for days. They didn't know how to stop it. Isn't that nuts? I mean, you, you also have to say, I'm not going to, but that uh, was. Yeah. Don't ruin it for I know, anyone. I know. So you're talking <laughs> about political documentaries. Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> my mom's like, I'm going to be forever single. Thank you, mom. Oh. Because I just, she's like, what document? I go, mom, you need to watch this. What is it? Is it a documentary, April? Yes. I love that. I'm sorry. I love <laughs> documentary things. I have the Gaia app. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm into so, the. So we yeah. watch Ancient Aliens and all that yes. stuff. So yes, that's like our like Big thing. So, yeah. Okay, there we right, go. Well, it's question, hard to meet people who, four, who are like us. Yeah. Question four. Do you believe in aliens? Yeah. Um, duh. So That's pretty double. obvious. Okay. Okay. Good. I, I feel like, I mean, there's so many people who feel like aliens are just one type, and that's the big, green, yeah. tall, skinny, lanky aliens with blue, big eyes, which, I mean, I, I like to watch a lot of sci-fi things, um, like uh, The Host. That's a really good movie. But I just feel like it can be anything. Like, they don't even have to be aliens. Like, what if there are otherworldly things that are, <laughs> that like. Well, it's <laughs> called the star pattern. Right. Yeah. What they refer, is mm -hmm. the, it's the two legs, the two arms, and right. the head. Right, yeah. Right. Right, so you may not even look alien like right. what is portrayed in these sci-fis. You could right. be very humanoid. Right? What if but we're alien? Whole, yeah, what, we are alien. Exactly. Actually, to some, to yep. some species yep. out there, we are. Yep. All right. So, Favorite radio station? Uh, um, it could be XM serious? Radio, yeah. Sirius. Yeah, I, I am probably Sirius XM. So, like, what's what's on there? What's the one? Pop hits? Um, like top 10, top 20s, pop? Top 20s. Top 20s. And pop. Top well, 20s. Mine's the and 80s. Pop. Mine's Howard Stern. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> oh my Lord. He does the best interviews. Like he they're, does. They're He's amazing. very good at it. The, the, some of it gets a little too much. I'm like, all right, yeah. let's, I'm not into that you stuff. Put the kids to bed before you can. Finish yeah, it. like that yeah. stuff. I'm not. I'm not big into. <laughs> but I love hearing the interviews and the news and just you know, it's it's a different. It's a break because everything is so volatile right yeah. now. So volatile. Like every, I feel like everybody's on edge. So it's kind of nice. Eggshells. Yeah. Everybody's so it's nice to just thumbtacks right now. Yeah. But I get it. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you guys you. so much, April and Capri. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Chuck, we, we're going to need a new microphone. Um, awesome. Put it on well, my thank bill. <laughs> thank you guys for, thank for you. coming in. And uh, you guys have a wonderful weekend. And we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. So, thank you right. so much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keeping it realtor. Uh, John Evanson, your host, here with April and Capri. And uh, you can check us out on Spotify. We'll have this episode uploaded in a couple of days. You should be able to find it on iTunes and also on anchor.fm. So uh, I guess that'll bid us adieu here. If I may give my awesome music. <laughs>